0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio.
1: Welcome to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. Broadcasting live on the High Velocity Radio Show and the Business Radio X network. If you're a business coach and want to help more people make more money and own your backyard, Go to brxteam.com. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic show. And I think probably if we were ever going to visit with someone in the coaching arena that knew about building teams and expanding a network and scaling a business, this is probably your guy. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with FranchiseCoach.net, Franchise Coach and Consultant, Mr. Adam
2: Goldman. How are you, sir?
0: i'm doing great thank you so much
2: well adam before we get too far into things do you mind telling us a little bit about the franchise coach practice you have going on sure absolutely
0: absolutely so i've been in the franchise business for eight years now and what i do i was a successful franchisee with an office cleaning a master franchise concept in houston i provide a free service to potential franchisee candidates to help them find the right franchise business opportunity. Uh, I'm an industry insider. I really have a pulse on what's going on in the franchise industry. And a lot of my candidates tell me that there are 4,000 brands, and it's just very hard uh, to find out which is the right business for them. And it's a free service. If I make a successful match, I get compensated by the franchisor. And uh, it's it's just a really interesting, exciting business.
2: Now, can you explain a little bit some of the terms, like you mentioned, ma- master franchisee. Um, what's the difference between a franchisee and a master franchisee?
0: So it's funny you should mention that because franchising has a lot of lingo that's kind of internal. Uh, so a master franchisee is someone that has the right to sell franchises in a specific territory. And that's what I had under uh, this cleaning concept in Houston, Texas.
2: And then a franchisee is just somebody who may own just one of one of the locations is that how it works that's
0: that's correct if someone's a franchisee they have the right to a territory for a specific brand from a franchisor
2: and then the franchisor owns the brand that's correct And then why would a franchisor kind of um, grow via franchising rather than having owned and operated stores or whatever their concepts are?
0: That's great that you should mention that because my example is I have a hair salon concept that has realized that their corporate owned stores are just underperforming franchisee owned stores because the franchisees have more skin in the game. And so it's a really, really good growth strategy for franchisors, and it's a great opportunity for franchisees if they get into the right opportunity.
2: Now, do you find that most franchisees are people who want to be entrepreneurs, or are they typically people who maybe are onto a second act of their uh, career? Like, what does a profile of a franchisee look like?
0: So that's very interesting you should mention that because I think of potential franchisees as being put into two huge buckets. The first bucket are people that are that want to be owner-operators. And I think that the example for that would be someone that runs a Chick-fil-A. You're going to be there from 9 to 5 and maybe even later than 9 to 5 because you're running a very complex organization. You might actually be closing the uh, Chick-fil-A store at 2 a.m. So you really can't have a day job for those sort of opportunities. Uh, the second type of opportunity, which I have a lot of people that are interested in, is something where you can run the business semi-absentee, meaning you you can have your day job, but this is something that you have on the side. Uh, and, and it could even be an exit plan from corporate America. And so the example is if you go to an Orange Theory Fitness, you never see the owner of Orange Theory Fitness there. And also, if you go to a franchise hair salon, you never see the owner there also. They have managers running it for them.
2: And then if somebody is uh, interested in that type of an operation, they're more the person that funds it and then is in charge of putting the right people in place as opposed to the person doing the actual work.
0: That's correct. Absolutely. And that's the misconception that a lot of people have about franchising. They think it's only McDonald's and French fries. There are four thousand brands, and so this second type, where you're just a kind of a semi-absentee person that might be putting in only five or ten hours a week, that's actually a really uh, a very attractive option for a lot of the folks that I talk to.
2: Now, how do do you help um, kind of match up the right type of opportunity with the individual? Because I know, like, we're here in Atlanta, and there's periods of time where all of a sudden you see. Dozens of it's seemingly dozens of yogurt shops, and then all of a sudden, some of half of them go away, and then there's dozens of hamburger places or hot chicken places, and they seem to kind of ebb and flow. Do you help kind of the franchisee or potential franchisee kind of match up with their personality and what they're trying to do the right opportunity?
0: That's exactly what I do. So, it's a process and a system that I actually went through nine years ago when I decided to invest in my franchised office cleaning business. So the first part of the process is I, I ask my candidates to fill out a questionnaire after a brief conversation. And then I have a longer conversation with my candidates where I just really want to get to know them really well. And I can really find out, dig deep and find out what really the characteristics of the brand that they're looking for, uh, whether or not what kind of employees they want to have, what kind of lifestyle they want to have. And what what kind of things are really non-negotiable when they're searching for their different uh, business opportunities? And then what I do is I create a model where I figure out, based on our conversation, what the most important things are. And I put it onto a piece of paper for the candidate. And then what I do is I go ahead and have another conversation based on territory where I connect them with the three brands based on territory availability in their market that match them the best, that are looking for franchisees that match their criteria.
2: Now, I noticed you didn't mention like the thing, like if they say, I really like um, fixing cars, so I want something in the fixing cars. That, that may not necessarily be the right fit for them, depending on their objective and their skills and their uh, outcome they desire.
0: It's, I'm glad you mentioned that, because one of the things that I have a lot of times with my candidates is that they think that they want to do uh, to open a Chick-fil-A. And when they really think about the characteristics of being a Chick-fil-A franchise business owner, it's really not what they're looking for. We're really focused on characteristics more than anything else. Just because you like McDonald's French fries doesn't mean you want to be a McDonald's franchisee.
2: And is that part of what you're doing is managing the expectations of that candidate? You're helping them kind of understand what outcome they desire, not necessarily what they like to do. Just because, like you said, they like French fries doesn't mean they should open up a French fries franchise.
0: That's exactly what we're trying to do, because we're looking for people that can have the right sort of
2: opportunity
0: with the right characteristics. And and look, when I went through this process nine years ago, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I really have to do. uh, I need to go ahead and, and own an office cleaning company. It just had the right characteristics for me. It was kind of business that I could scale. I had a sales component where I was actually recruiting franchisees myself in Houston. It was a recurring revenue business where you keep 99% of your customers every month. So there's a lot of really good things about this business that weren't necessarily about office cleaning.
2: And that's where some people could kind of make a mistake if they went on their own because they might self-select out of office cleaning because they think that it involves office cleaning. <laughs> When in actuality, <laughs> there's so not true. a lot of out, office <laughs> cleaning involved
0: absolutely that that is so true. and and I, I have all the time people say to me, Adam, thank you so much because you've let me know about something that I didn't know even existed before, and this really matches my characteristics that I'm looking for
2: so now, what's your biggest challenge as somebody who is seeking out these people that are interested or possibly interested in franchising? like, a, Do they hang out somewhere or a lot of these people have jobs right now? Like, how do you even make them aware of what you're doing?
0: Well, the good news is I have a a best-selling Amazon book called The Franchisee Lifestyle. And also I have um, a lot of very, very happy clients. And so a lot of my business is coming to me through referrals right now. So it, it really isn't a challenge right now to get business.
2: So are there a lot of people out there looking at this as a kind of a way, as an investment, I guess, and also as a second career?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Franchising is very exciting right now. There's a lot of opportunity. But even more important than that is there are a lot of of options, too. As I mentioned, there are 4,000 brands. So right now in Las Vegas, there's an International Franchise Association show, and if you go through the show, you would see all these different opportunities that you probably didn't even know existed in franchise.
2: So what are some of the um, kind of the outliers? What are the non-traditional or maybe things that would surprise the listener in terms of franchises someone could get involved with?
0: So I have one person that decided to invest in a charity franchise, which uh, was something unique. In some, uh, You can actually buy a charity franchise, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, look, the other thing, too, is that one of my favorite uh, verticals of franchising right now is related to boutique fitness. And the reason why is it's the kind of thing that people like to invest money in. It's a recurring revenue business, and you can break even with only having a couple hundred members. There's an, an orange sphere near my house that has a lot of members there, much much more than the break even. that. Uh, and so it's just a great opportunity if, if you buy the right one.
2: Now, do you help uh, people become franchisors or is that something totally different?
0: Um, so, I'm, I'm sorry?
2: Do you help, like, say you're, you're you're in Houston and you run across a business and you're like, hey, this would be a good franchise. Do you ever go up to them and say, hey, you, have you ever thought of franchising this? So,
0: our business is actually taking existing franchisors and finding franchisees for them.
2: Right, I, I know that, but I didn't know if ever in your travels you've seen somebody and go, oh, this could work as a franchise.
0: So we see lots of potential franchises all the time. Um, but there's one thing in between actually thinking you have a great idea and actually executing. And I'm only working with the top 5% or top 200 brands in the marketplace. It's very hard to franchise, uh, to become a good franchisor, and it's a lot more complicated than people think it is.
2: And that's what makes it a a good investment for people, because it has kind of stood the test of time and it's been vetted?
0: Absolutely. So when you're buying a franchise business, you're buying a brand and you're buying a process. And so it's very important for people to make sure that they're investing in the right sort of thing. Um, They're investing royalty fees. And they're also investing a franchise fee for these two things. So we actually do a very good job of vetting to make sure that the processes exist. I mean, if you think about it, the reason why Coca-Cola is so successful is because they have a special formula, right? And the reason why KFC is so successful is they have a special recipe. And McDonald's has a handbook. And I would say that you're not able to actually see McDonald's handbook if you're looking to buy a franchise from McDonald's, but you sure Uh, you really can, during your due diligence, make sure that that exists. And so it's important for candidates to really find out and make sure that the system and process is worthwhile to invest in.
1: If you're just joining us, you're listening to Coach the Coach, helping business coaches deliver more impact in less time. If you're a business coach and want to help more people make more money and own your backyard, go to brxteam.com. So, Lee, you know this is my favorite part of the show, right, where I get to ask questions that might help me in my own (laughs) day-to-day.
2: Yes, Uh, absolutely. So,
1: Adam, I'm going to lean on some of your expertise. Uh, In hearing you talk, I am, I I don't know, the right word is is probably envy. I'm I'm envious because it it sounds to me like you are so structured and have your ducks in a row so well that when you're talking with someone and helping them make this – next set of important steps in their career in their next chapter that you have i mean you've really got this thing figured out so i i wonder if you might not help me out a little bit we're not a franchise at least not yet not a franchisor uh and we are talking periodically to people who for whom it might make sense to bring into the fold and become studio partners and I, i don't know it's When I'm talking to them, it's all rainbows and unicorns. And I have a feeling, you know, I I have a tendency to believe anyone can do it. And I'm not really good at this whole vetting thing. So any counsel you could offer me personally or any of our listeners in terms of structure, methodology, discipline to help the other person really make the right set of decisions. Because this is important, man. This is their life and it's it's their livelihood. So anyway, I'll take all the help I can get.
0: Okay, got it. So, I mean, what you're talking about is structure, right? And this is, look, not every business is supposed to be a franchise business. Uh, franchising is really highly regulated by the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, what I can tell you is, is that one of my favorite books is a book called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. I really believe that everyone should read this book uh, because if you think about it, the value in businesses is having systems and processes in place. And so if you have the right system, one of the things it talks about in the book is how people just spend too much time just kind of doing things around them and not really having a a process or a way of doing things or systemization. And so this book really focuses upon having the right sort of process or system. And uh, it talks about how important that is. And and I, I found the book very interesting. It really is a case for franchising in general because if you have the right system in place, then you can scale a business.
2: Well, and that's um, that's that's important with a franchisee. That's what they're buying is this kind of uh, uh, a package where it's all built for them. They don't have to create the wheel; the wheel's already been created. Absolutely. Thank you. That was that was great advice. Now um, let's talk about the book a little bit: the franchisee lifestyle. Um, how'd that yep. come about? Was that done from just people kept asking you and you said, you know, I better start writing some of this down or how, how did that, <laughs> how did you decide to write a book?
0: I decided to write a book because I felt like there is important to have a book and it's kind of like the case for franchising. When I went through this process nine years ago, I didn't really have enough resources to look at. And I think it's just good to know. And one of the things I love about the book too, is it's not only about me. I'm not able to say the name and the actual franchise brand that the three people that I interviewed in the book from uh, are talking about, but to actually hear stories from people that have actually taken the leap and have had success in franchising and just talking about just kind of a, a, how to guide for looking at different franchising or the case for franchise businesses. I think it's a very helpful thing for people that are looking for a franchise right now, because there's, there's a lot of misconceptions out there and, I just thought it was really good to just kind of have a no nonsense book on franchising.
2: And then you go through the different types of uh, investments, like you mentioned, like it could be an owner operated where it's more hands on, or it could be more passive income where you're managing or just investing in in the franchise. That's correct. So, now in terms of an investment, if I am, like say, I'm an executive at a, a big company and I get laid off or I retire and I still want to do some business stuff. A lot of these people, they start their own consultancies or they just go off on their own. Your suggestion, I guess, is, well, that's fine, but consider franchise as also part of your investment portfolio.
0: That's correct. That's correct. I'm a big believer in multiple streams of income. And look, you don't necessarily even have to leave your business in order for this to make sense. I have people all the time that are in corporate America that don't necessarily like corporate America, want an exit strategy, and they decided to have a semi-absentee brand on the side. A lot of people don't realize, too, that you can use your existing 401k to invest in a franchise.
2: Oh, so that can actually fund this next venture? That's correct. And is that part of the council, like when they're working with you or, or somebody like you, that, that that you help them with that, to get the financing?
0: We actually connect them with the right professionals for fin- uh, financing of franchise businesses because it's a special skill set for finance uh, people. And so we need to make sure that they get connected with the right people.
2: So there's people who just specialize in helping people finance franchises? That's correct. And then you mentioned that you're not compensated unless they purchase a franchise and then you get some compensation from the franchisor. So you spend a lot of your time just trying to help and serve people. Is that right? That's correct. It's correct. Now for you, um, before we wrap, uh, what would be a piece of actionable advice you can give somebody who's considering you know, making the leap and doing, you know, this is their own business in some ways. So what piece of advice would you give that person who maybe have always worked for somebody else to, you know, take that leap into the world of franchising?
0: The first thing they should do is call me. As I mentioned, my service is free. Uh, My phone number is 713-309-6776. My website is franchisecoach.net. And I just love to share my expertise in the franchise business to I'd talk anytime to anyone that's interested in exploring franchising to kind of share my knowledge and my expertise and, and see what I can do to help them.
2: Now, do you ever um, do the franchisees, the people that you have helped connect with franchises, like is there a network where they can help each other or is there just kind of each franchise has its own kind of community of franchisees who help each other?
0: So there's a community inside of franchises. Uh, My service is confidential for people, uh, but it's actually one of the big benefits of becoming a franchisee, this community inside of a brand. I know that when I had questions or issues, I was able to rely upon the other franchisees inside of my office cleaning franchise network. And a lot of my candidates that I've placed, they have the same sort of benefit whenever they get stuck.
2: And that's really, um, that's probably where you go to first, right? But as opposed to going to the franchise, or you go to the other people that are doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Now, what's been the most rewarding part of this kind of, I don't know if it's a pivot, but it's uh, moving into the world of helping others get their own businesses. Can you share a, a rewarding success story that, uh, that you've been able to help somebody kind of make their dreams come true?
0: Well, I have a, an amazing couple that decided to invest in 10 locations for a boutique fitness concept. and um, It's going so well for them that they've actually sold over 100 memberships at one of their locations, even before they've even opened the doors. So pre-sales. So they're on track to making significant, having great months, even within a couple months of opening their location, which is amazing. So that's been very rewarding. And Uh, one of the two people was not excited about work career. And this is, they're just really, really excited about this. And to be able to make a difference like that is very rewarding for me personally.
2: Now, are you seeing, you mentioned husband wife, are you seeing any parent-child combinations? All the time. So this is a great way to get your whole family involved in something. Absolutely. And then when you're working with a family, how do you kind of... um, assess what's the right fit for everybody
0: well it all depends on the family right it's uh, it's an art not a science it's got to be something that really fits everyone that they'd be all excited about i have a candidate a husband and wife and a family and she's very excited about the women's beauty segment uh the eyelash extension industry he's not as excited so they are gonna have to compromise on this
2: mm-hmm. and so you ask a lot of questions and try to really you know, because this is a big decision. You don't want to be wrong on this. So you want to get this, ask a lot of questions to make sure that you match them up properly. Absolutely. Well, Adam, if somebody wanted to learn more, one more time, the website, and also can you get the book at the website?
0: Absolutely. It's, it's called The Franchisee Lifestyle. It's also on Amazon. Uh, it's also on the website too. And it's uh, the website is franchise Coach net
2: good stuff adam thank you so much for sharing your story today thank you all right this is lee Cantor for stone payton we will see you all next time on coach the coach radio